a price tag to everything, even your own success. Alright, ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back, welcome back. Another installment at Tag Mentorship. As always, it's me, Dami. Lee. Josh here. And today, you know, we got a little different setup. And, you know, we've been alluding recently, big news, big news. And we're proud to announce, as you can see, I'm sporting a hat. UMass Lowell Manning School of Business. TAG is officially launching our pilot program at UMass Lowell, our alma mater, uh, this Wednesday. Actually, by the time you see this, you just know it's yep. December 16th. Yep. We wait long time coming, a lot of hiccups along the way. The entrepreneurial journey is not always smooth, but I'm glad to announce that we're finally, you know, it's not a podcast, it's a platform, yep. and the platform is going live uh, December 16th. I'm going to clap it up for these two gentlemen for, you know, getting it across the finish line. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest with us today. You know, matter of fact, I'm going to let you introduce him today, <laughs> In the spirit of, you know, launching and I think, you know, us going through the entrepreneurial journey, we thought it'd be great to have Vance on the show. Yep. Serial entrepreneur, you know, is very young, age 24, built pretty big enterprise, you know, over seven figures and just want to share his story and show you, show you guys, you know, it's what it takes to be a, a great entrepreneur. Okay. What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me on. Nah, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for making this happen. Yeah, man. Guys, you guys are new to the channel, make sure you like and subscribe. Again, we're dropping valuable content for you guys. You know, and just let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah so we let's dive in. We see a lot of viewers. Hold on before we dive in. But no one's no one's in the comments. Someone said you want to see next, what we want to do next, so please let us know. Yeah. We're doing this for you guys, right? So let's get to it. Yeah, so Mr. Vance Fundora, we know about you. You want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself? I mean, I just try to say out the way, man. I, I keep a low key, you know, say to myself. <laughs> no, nah, but um, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, uh, investor, uh, mentor, if you will, uh, <laughs> consultant. Um, you know, I, I do a ton of stuff. You know, I invest in real estate, you know, crypto, um, you know, several businesses now, 24 years old. Um, Build everything from scratch, build everything from the ground up, everything that I know, I, I, I either pay to learn or learn through experience or learn through others, you know, where I was watching, you know, podcasts similar to the one you know, that we're doing right now. You know, I was on webinars, I went to in-person events and trainings. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's just, you know, a quick rundown uh, about myself, who I am. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, but now you know, I'm based in uh, Miami and Dallas for the most part. You know, I live in other parts of the world too, but, you know, for the most part, you know, that's where I am uh, usually. Um, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys make sure you you you, you like and subscribe and share this YouTube video <laughs> all over the fucking place. Uh, I'm trying to help blow these guys up. Uh, but, you know, I really do appreciate you guys inviting me on. Um, you know, shout out to our mutual friend for connecting us. Uh, you know, she was the ultimate one to make this happen. Um, but yeah, yeah. Without without you know further ado, let's let's get into it. For sure, yeah. for sure. Let's, let's dive in. Yeah, yeah. Take take us. I want to kind of walk us through your journey. I know you mentioned like there's no like one thing that gets you started, but like take us back to the beginning. Like how old were you yeah. when you first realized you you wanted to be an entrepreneur? What was that first kind of so, endeavor? Um, it's interesting because I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, when I was younger, it was I was like, you know, you know, we getting picked up from school, you know. You know, me and my sister, me and my twin, and uh, some days I wanted to go to McDonald's. <laughs> <It's crazy laughs> stuff, you know, um, you know, you know. Shout out to my twin, but um, 
You know, I remember I hopping in the car, you know, coming home from school and I wanted to go to McDonald's. My mom said, we ain't going unless you got some McDonald's money. It was always, <laughs> I mean, y'all yeah. I mean, probably got the same message. Food at home. It's food at home. We got leftovers from last night. I wanted, I wanted some McDonald's, you know, but it was always, we ain't going to McDonald's unless you got some McDonald's money, you know, so not today. It was always not today and McDonald's money. And so um, at that point, I was a younger guy. I uh, didn't really understand life. I didn't really understand the world. I just knew that, hey, I wasn't in control. And it was because I didn't have McDonald's money. Mm -hmm. And those with money made decisions. Those with money controlled the environment. Those with money, you know, controlled the room and everything else. Uh, and I realized that I wanted to be uh, an individual to, to that, that had control over my own life, you know. Yeah. So then I, you know, I just said, you know, then, you know, younger guy, you know, McDonald's wasn't expensive. You're talking like, you know, seven, eight dollars. So, you know, I hustle guys at school. I'm like, yo, 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 you know, I can help you with some homework. I can tutor you. I got these Skittles, you know, I sell them for two dollars, bro. And I know you have some Skittles, man. So, and I get picked up. I have some McDonald's money. You give me that and Big Mac. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Big Mac. Put an extra toy in there too. <laughs> so, um, just from from that point in life, I realized those with money, like I said, had control. And as I got accustomed to putting myself in a position to get in front of people to sell them something, you know, whether I was tutoring them, whether I was selling them candy, um, you know, whether I was mowing lines around the neighborhood. I mean, I remember a point in time, you know. You know, me and me and one of my boys, we took a we took a tank of gasoline, we took a lawnmower, and we was you know walking through the neighborhood. You know, we was chopping front and backyard. We we we'll knock them both out. Twenty five dollars front yard only is ten. Backyard is fifteen. Oh man, um, pricing model. Okay, I mean, you already know, man. You, get <laughs> you know, so let, let's go ahead and take care of everything for you. But uh, just then, you know, I learned how to talk to people. I learned how to get in front of people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people have a, have a fear of, of talking to strangers, but mm -hmm. hell, we stay in people's homes now, Airbnb, we get in people's cars that we don't know, Uber, yeah. we see, I just, I just did it earlier on, you know, you know, back then, you know, the, the idea of staying in somebody else's house that, that we didn't know. And like I said, I'm 24 years old. So I'm not even talking about, you know, like 50 years ago, I'm talking, you know, back in 2010, 2011, where, you know, these things and tech and social media was relatively new. All this was so foreign to us, but the idea of like, look, hey, you got to get in front of people and talk to people, you know, to ultimately get what you want out of life. And so uh, I did all that stuff. You know, I did all that stuff. I went on to high school and that's when I got into the shoe game, you know, sneakers. Mm -hmm. uh, sneakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, in, I was heavy in the streetwear. Um, you know, I took what I was doing in, you know, middle school for the most part, a little bit of elementary school, but I kind of streamlined everything you know i figured out hey look you know i ain't got time to be you know cutting a yard for an hour to make 25 dollars like you know i can't you know 25 i'm trying to eat a cheesecake now i'm from mcdonald's to cheesecake yeah so you know you feel me you know like you know cheesecake you know the cheesecake alone is you know eight nine dollars you know so i had to figure out again how can i put myself in a position to have some cheesecake money um cheesecake money so good way to think about it What's up? Never mind. You said what type of money you got now? Uh, no. I, got, I, got, I got a pretty penny in my pocket now. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so I was, uh, you know, I remember, I remember everybody, everybody remembers the Concord release back in like, let's see, it's oh. 2000. 
2012. Concord. Everybody went crazy over Concord. Crazy. I mean, I want to say uh, retail is like either 160 or 180 plus stacks. Yeah, you know, I don't remember. Bar but you know, you had dudes camping out for those shoes, and I ended up getting my hands on a couple pair. But I, what I what I understood about that was like, look, hey, there's demand for this shit. You know, it's it's fucking demand. You know, how do I get my hands on ten pair that way I can come back outside and you know pass out concords, you know. Like, like, just pass out conquer. Like, look, you know, I paid 160, I'll sell them to you for 300, 400. Cause that's what retail, you know, yep. especially like, you know, shoes then, you know, a lot of guys was crazy over shoes, you know, ones, twos, threes, you know, 11s, 12s, you know, all these releases, you know, Katie had shoes, Kobe had shoes, Brian had shoes, um, all these crazy releases. Yeah, you know, Dornbrick releases. So I was just really, really, really into shoes then. Um, and my friends at high school at the time, you know, were the, really the ones that introduced me to that. I just didn't care to wear shoes as much as I, wanted to sell them. Um, so I got a pair of Concords, you know, obviously, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to stay fly for the, for the honeys in school, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you, you feel me, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. but for the most part, I wanted to make sure that I had some money in my pocket, yeah. you know, so just as much as I wanted to wear them, I wanted to sell them even more. You know, this is where, where I started, I started getting introduced to Facebook marketplace, Facebook groups, you know, sneaker communities. Yep. And all of a sudden I figured out, okay, look, you know, there's demand and now I'm gonna amplify and, and use social media as a megaphone to say, I got I got a pair of Concords and I'm looking for somebody to buy them. Mm. You know, people under, at that time, I didn't really know what I was doing. Now that I look back, I'm like, shit, Facebook was a really, really, really powerful tool. I mean, I was in oh, certain shit. Facebook groups with 10, 20, 30,000 guys just in my you know, Metroplex, you know, you know, DFW Metroplex alone. You know, I, I make a post, guys hit me up like, yo, like, here's my number, yo, DM me, yo, you know, DM me, just sent you a message, just sent you a message, just sent you a message. All of a sudden, I went from, I'm trying to go out to find people to where people are, are coming to me now. Yes. So now I'm like, shit, you know, I, I need more pairs. You know, I, I got 10 guys in the comments and I got two pairs in front of me. You know, I, I can't, I can't meet the demand. So this is where, again, you know. Just putting two and two together, I was like, I got to start building relationships with guys that can get me more pairs. I ain't got time to wait in line. You know, I need to, I need to build relationships with guys at Foot Locker. You know, employees get, you know, and then employees got first access. You know, they couldn't get a ton of pair. But, you know, I'd like, look, hey, look, I'll give you, if you can give me, if you can give me your allocated pair, I'll give you $25 more than asking. You know, so if retail was 160 plus sacks, I'll give you, you know, 185 plus sacks. You make an extra 25 on top because I'm going to go back and sell them for $400. So I didn't mind giving them extra $20. That means I get my hands on an extra pair to make an extra $200. Yeah. You know, so I was putting, you know, shit, you know, together like that then. Uh, and then, you know, one thing led to another, you know. So at that time in, uh, in high school, I, like I said, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to have some money in my pocket so I can do stuff that I wanted to do, you know. I remember in high school, you know, I was the one with the car. I was the one that, yo, like, you know, lunch on you today. Lunch was kind of always on me a lot of the time because you know, <laughs> I had money. But then again, I wanted to be in that position. Like, look, you know, we ain't eating this cafeteria shit. I want to go off campus. I want to go, go to Chicken Express. I want to go to Sonic. I want to go here. I want to go there. But I ain't got to, you know, text my mom to say, you know, can you transfer some money in my account? Mm. You know, I, I had it in my pocket. And that was the idea to be able to have control, control the environment and to essentially, um, uh, bring other people into that world. Like, look, I can, I, we, we can have our own experience because I can control it, mm. you know? So I, I really wanted to be an engineer. Um, I was like, look, if I'm gonna go to college, pay all this fucking money for college, which by the way, I, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. So <laughs> uh, if I'm gonna pay all this money for college, I'm gonna go and be an engineer because 
even then, you know, I graduated high school in 2015, but even then I knew, all right, hell, Airbnb was kind of relatively new then, Uber and social media was relatively new, but I was like, hey, tech, is everything's going to tech, everything's going, you know, science, engineering, mathematics, and, you know, a lot of the things that people want to go to college for, now you can just learn on YouTube for the most part. So I like, if I'm going to pay all this money to go to college and, and be away for three, four years, I need to make sure that by the time I leave that place, I don't have to worry about, hey, how I'm going to make some money because, you know, I went from McDonald's money to cheesecake money to rent money, car money, insurance money, you know, yeah. clothes, like bills, just the cost of life increases as we get older because, yeah. you know, we get like, you know, when the families have have children and cars and houses, like, you know, a lot more, it takes a lot more money to survive. Yeah. I wasn't delusional to that at, you know, 17 years old when I graduated high school. So I said, I'm going to go to college. That's what I'm going to do. First year in college, you know, I was like, all right, you know, completely different environment because now it's like, we're, we're, there's no parents over us. There's no, you know, guardians over us. It's like, look, you know, you either whip people, you know, you whip people, you don't know. But the point is, you know, you're in ultimate control of your life now, you know, whether I skip class, whether I get this or that, um, I ended up changing my major after a year and a half into, uh, being an engineer at Texas Tech, I just didn't have the I just didn't have the 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 will to study for twelve hours a day. <laughs> twelve hours a day, take a forty five minute fucking test. I just like I, I didn't make sense, you know. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with you know knowing Pythagorean theorem? You know, a squared plus b squared. <laughs> what the fuck I'm gonna do with that? You know, it, only only thing I'm trying to multiply is money. I don't give a fuck about no letters. <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, yeah, so I mean, I. I and the real reason I moved over to marketing, it wasn't because I was interested in marketing. I saw it as like, look, it's the easiest thing that I can do with the lowest, you know, time commitment to that possible. Mm -hmm. So moving over to marketing wasn't because I was interested in marketing. And I, I hadn't actually told a lot of people that I wasn't interested in marketing. I was like, this is the easiest thing I can do at this university that does not require a lot of my time. Yeah. When I did that, what's up? That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it's the easiest thing that I can do, but I looked at that as I bought myself time. So now I went from studying 12 hours a day to studying one hour per day, maybe even that, and, and that was that, that was it. You know, I had the other, you know, 15, 16 hours in the day to do whatever I wanted to do. That's when I got my ass on Google and said, all right, look, I got to make some money now. I'm not trying to, I, and that was it. That was another thing as well. I was like, I can make money four years from now, or I can make money today. Mm. You know, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Uh, and I need a dollar today. You know, I, I don't know if I'm here tomorrow. You know, I've, I got to eat today. I got bills to pay today. So I did that. I got on Google. I discovered Gary Vaynerchuk. I discovered Ty Lopez. I discovered Cardone. I discovered a lot of the guys that we watched on, you know, Mark Cuban, you know, Damon John is over. I discovered a lot of those guys then, but it started with my will to search for what I was looking for. I didn't know what I was looking for at the time. I just knew that, Hey, look, I need to, figure out how to create, you know, more income for myself so right. I can do more. And so I can pay for things that I want to pay for. And then coming across those guys and buying their books, buying their programs, buying their courses, by the way, I spent a quarter million dollars just on wow. some of their shit alone. I spent a lot of money just consuming information, consuming information. But the difference in that was I knew that what I was consuming was very different than what I was learning in the classroom. And the very first course I bought, you know, it was Ty Lopez, the 67 steps program. I, I, the very first course I bought just in that little course alone, the way that ever, the, the way that education was delivered and what I was learning 
was so new and so foreign and so unique in its perspective that drove me to buy the next course that drove me to buy the next course that drove me to spend another two hours on google and youtube just searching for stuff so like it that's why i didn't really have a starting point it was just a series of a bunch of stuff happening and me saying like look i don't know anything google's in front of me you know a lot of people ask me i'm like did you use google first yep no that's did you use google first no, I'm saying that's that's the big thing. That's why we have this platform and we want to show people like yourself, right? Not to knock anything of your, your hard work ethic, right? But there's nothing yeah. special about you, right? You you didn't you weren't born with this amazing talent. You just put put out the work and you you search for knowledge. And that, and that's why we wanna yep. amplify that. Like, you know, yeah, mentors can precisely. help with that. No, precisely, precisely. It's it's having one the will to question everything that I've ever been taught. Mm. And uh just on that point, you know. What I know about money, what I know about finances, what I know about credit, you know, what I, what I know about the world now literally is because I question everything that was ever taught to me. Mm. Once I started discovering guys who said, look, you know, look, you know, turn your head this way. I got a completely different perspective of everything that made me question my, you know, my, my original perspective on life. You know, most of the things that we know, we learn from our parents. We learn credit. You know, we learned, you know, basic, you know, how to communicate, you know, stay away from strangers, blah, 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 this and that, like everything for the most part, what we know is from what our parents taught us and what they know is from what their parents taught them. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't blame my parents just like anybody else doesn't blame their parents for, hey, why don't I know more? Why am I, you know, because at, at, at the end of the day, our parents could only give us what, what they knew themselves. Yeah. But now I'm at a point to where I'm looking back and I'm like, Hey, why, why is that the reason It's because it, is it because our parents didn't have access to education or was it because their parents didn't have access to, you know, access to education. Um, and in either of those scenarios, it's like, look, you know, now how we use the internet that we have access to the internet, that's the difference between now and then our parents may have wanted to know a lot of the things that, that we have access to now, but they had no way of actually obtaining that information. It wasn't in a book in a library. It wasn't, you know, they didn't have access to Google. They didn't have Instagram. You know, everything was like, look, I either know somebody that can teach me this or I probably will never learn it or I have to learn it from my parents. Yeah. And then that just passes down, you know, and, and, and that is why a lot of people, you know, want to go to college after high school because that's the only thing that their parents preach to them. And, you know, all, all through grade school, you're conditioning them to go to, go to college, go to college, go to college. You know, you got to be successful. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. And a lot of students really, a lot of seniors don't even want to go to college, but they feel so pressured to go because of their parents. Yeah. Um, you know, they feel like, you know, they, they won't be valuable to society uh, or this or that. So, I mean, throughout college, that's, that's, you know, when I transitioned to marketing and I discovered all this stuff online, uh, Ty Lopez actually, you know, he was like, look, you guys use social media anyway. Why don't you go help businesses use social media? And just the simple concept that I was just like, fucking simple as shit, you're right. My mom's always calling me, asking me how to do something on Facebook. I guarantee you this business owner has the same problem, mm. except I'm going to charge him to help him. Mm. I'm going to charge him, you know, but I'm going to charge this guy over here, you know. So, and in my college, uh, I went to school in Lubbock, Texas. I went to Texas Tech University. Um, like but, um, but uh, yeah, when I was there, 
uh, I started going to local businesses around the university in Lubbock, Texas. And I started, you know, going door to door in businesses. Again, a concept that I already knew how to do because I did it in middle school when I used to mow lawns, knock on a door. Hey, how's it going? My name is Vance. I'm here with my buddy. Uh, you know, we're trying to cut your lawn for $25. You know, do you have a lawn guy? You know, would you, uh, I, I knew how to talk to people. And that's where that particular, you know, time in my life helped this particular time in my life, except now I had better vocabulary. I had more confidence in myself. I knew exactly what I was selling. The only difference is like, look, you know, now I have to really, 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 you know, put myself in a position to ask for a thousand dollars a month. I went from, Hey, $25 yard front and back $400 pair of shoes to thousand dollars per month. That's $12,000 per year. I'm asking from one guy that owns a business. So the ask is a lot bigger now. So I had to say, oh, what problem am I solving for you that justifies you paying me a thousand dollars a month? Yep. Look, well, how much money are you losing because you're not on Facebook? How much money are you losing? because customers can't find your business hours online. How much money are you losing? Because people can't find you at all. You're losing probably $5,000 a month. So in reality, I'm making you an extra $4,000 a month because you're going to pay me $1,000, but I'm going to make you an extra four because now people can find you, call you and do business with you as a result of my efforts. Hmm. And that's where making a thousand dollars a month, again, the world opened up. I'm like, oh shit, a thousand dollars a month, <laughs> six month commitments. I just made now, in theory, like, oh, I just made $6,000. I have to retain them. I have to keep them. I have to, you know, make sure that I'm delivering. But making $12,000 over a course of a year from one person, at the time I was, you know, 18 at the time, well, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, shit, you know. I'm not where I want to be, but, like, I don't know nobody else. $80 on me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, then I went and got five clients. So $1,000 a month for five clients, $5,000 a month, $60,000 a year. Went and got another five clients, $10,000 a month, 10 clients. And it got to a point to where I was like, all right, well, maybe I need to start hiring people to help me with the workload. You start hiring people, help me with the workload. Um, this is where I took what I, what I knew how to do from Facebook and social media. You know, I started reaching out to guys, you know, that, that had some experience you know, hey, you know, I can pay you this, I can pay you this. But I, I took what I did in high school at the time with sneakers and applied it to a different business model. Now, you know, I started to figure out, hey, how can I, how can I have better Facebook uh, ads? How can I have better Facebook copy? How can we create content better? I took what I did at the beginning of college using Google and use that to help build the business because I needed information. I, you don't know what you don't know. I knew at that period of time, look, I have 10 clients paying me $1,000 a month each. I'm making $10,000 a month. I need to figure out how to go from I need to figure out how to increase revenue, but also put myself in a position to hire people to where, you know, yep. we can expand and grow. Um, and one thing led to another, you know, so now I went from, Hey, services not are no longer a thousand dollars a month. Prices are now $2,500 a month because this is why we're going to add this shit on here. Now we're going to add web development. We're going to add SEO. We're going to add content creation. So I'm solving more problems for the business and identifying problems that they didn't even know they had. That's where, that's where money is made. If you can solve problems and not even just solve problems, identify problems and then be the one to provide the solution. That's what doctors do all the time. Like, look, you have a cold. Here's, here's a prescription. They told me what the problem was and then they gave me the solution. And then I'm going to go outside and sign the bill for the chip. Mm -hmm. you know and and 
that simple philosophy is like, look, if you can put yourself in a position to identify problems and then solve them and then pay uh, and get paid to solve high level problems, the problems that I'm solving now are hundred thousand, 500,000 and million dollar problems now, but I used to solve thousand dollar problems. And, and that was the evolution of my career. It went from, Hey, putting myself in a position to make money just because I, I want to control to realizing like, look, I can make money now. I didn't, I guess I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. It just happened. It was just like, look, I, I found myself in a position making more money because I was creatively, I took a creative approach to, to, to business and to life. I was like, I want more money to do more shit. I discovered a way to do that through offering social media services. And that, and at that time, everybody was using Instagram to just fuck around. You know, like, oh, I'm going to slide in some DMs, you know, um, you know, I'm going to try to try to link up with some friends, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to post up, you know, at a club, at a party, whatever. That's what we use social media. But the point is we knew how to use it. We knew how to use it better than anybody else. The only difference that I did was I took what I knew how to do. And I knew somebody else didn't know how to do and said, I'm going to do this for you for X amount of dollars. Yeah. That's, that's how everything started right there. In the present day, What's up? No, so and the simplicity of that is you just went out and learned it. They could have learned it too, but. It's super, super, I mean, it's super, super straightforward. You know, it was no crazy story of falling into money. It's like when people, when I tell people like that was how I started, they're like, that's, that's, that's it. It's so simple. Like I know how to use Instagram. I could have did it. I'm like, you absolutely could have did it. Which absolutely. You absolutely could have did it, but you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You know, and, and, and why you didn't do it, I can't tell you why. But for me, it was because, look, I wanted to make a dollar today, not a dollar tomorrow. I wanted some McDonald's money, then I wanted some cheesecake money, and now I need some rent money. That was the evolution of my career right there. Dope story. Love the, love the transition, right? Obviously, um, great story that I think is pretty inspiring for those who's watching, like, just do it. But, like, oftentimes, we highlight, like, the end, end goal, like, the success, like, you know, it comes with the vacations, right? All the hard work, but we don't really talk about like what it really takes to be an entrepreneur and, and like the bad things about it. So walk us through like oh, some of the challenges and like what, what does it really take to, to be in your shoes, to be a successful entrepreneur? Um, I mean, honestly, man, like I'm, I'm glad you brought that. that was a great, really, really, really great question because it's romanticized across the board. People really, really, really don't understand how hard it is to just say like, I'll use Instagram models. Every girl on Instagram is the <laughs> self-proclaimed fucking Instagram model. And it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, I wake up, I'm an, I'm an IG model today. I'm an influencer today. But it's just like, you don't wake up and say that you're an entrepreneur. Just like you can't wake up and call yourself a model. It's like, either you are or you are not. It's point blank period. You know, and being an entrepreneur, by definition, is someone who, who takes greater than normal financial risk. And like, you know, spinning, you know, racks in the club is not greater than normal finance. That's stupid. It's just, yeah, that's it's such just a and, um, um, and, and where I was going with that, it's just, it's just romanticized because people think it's, it's as easy as calling yourself an entrepreneur or like calling yourself a model. It, it actually, it, it's actually disrespectful to the people that actually not even put in the time, but put literally put in the time and put in the effort to actually become a professional at what they do, yeah. you know? I don't recommend entrepreneur as much as I love entrepreneurship. Now I can say with, with full transparency, it's not something that I said to my, I wanted to be a fucking astronaut. 
want to go to space, bro. <laughs> I want to go to space and 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 oh, space money. Elon, I need some 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 uh, some some Elon Musk and Bezos money, bro. Those guys are in space. I wanted to work at tech companies like that, encoding computers, and I wanted to go to space. That's that's why I wanted to become an engineer. Mm. Um, but yeah, entrepreneurship is really really romanticized because people don't really understand the downfalls of it. It's like if I have a job. Here's, here's, here's the reality of having a job. Somebody tells me when I'm coming and when I'm leaving, boom. Somebody tells me how much I'm going to make and what I got to do, boom, life's, life's easy. Monday through Friday, I go here, I leave, I go here at this time, I leave at this time, I get paid X amount of dollars. Everything else I do outside of that is my own life. But here's, here's what happens in a business. You know, I have consulted for tons and tons of brands, individuals, startups and they have these crazy business we're gonna do this five years from now I'm like, okay great you know what do you know about tiktok like, like what do you mean i'm like well tiktok has came out like five six months ago what do you know about tiktok you know we don't know anything about tiktok okay great that's what's going to happen to your five-year business plan something's going to change that's going to completely throw throw that plan off the rail mm-hmm. and it, it you know using the tiktok like tiktok is relatively you know fairly new but the point is it changed how how content's created now. It's like trends and and these little TikTok dances and what goes viral is a result of of TikTok being created. And now it completely changed how businesses market. The same way that that Facebook ads have evolved, how how YouTubers have evolved. Like what Instagram was when we were back in high school, we had the chronological order. We didn't have all these dope features. We couldn't go live. Look, we could, I don't even think we could post stories. And I think it was just like- You couldn't even find DMs at one point. Exactly. When they turn that one on. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Now, now we can get live. Now we can go on IG live with four people. We can post reels. You know, we can go into DMs. You know, we can tag people. We can comment. We can use hashtags. Like it completely changes everything. And like you know, so when when people and 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 entrepreneurs uh, or aspiring entrepreneurs are trying to come out with these crazy business plans, I'm like, look, the, the harsh reality of entrepreneurship is you may not get paid, and you don't know what you're doing, and you're gonna fail. And a lot of people prolong that, that process of failure. If you're going to fail, do it as quickly as possible. You know, when you don't know how to ride a bike, get your ass on the bike and fall over it quickly as possible. Cause you, you realize, okay, I don't want to do that no more. You know, I probably got to do something different, you know, but um, it, it's, it's, it's a lot easier when somebody else is telling you what to do, make decisions for you. People wake up and don't know what they want to wear. Don't know what they want to have for breakfast. Don't know what they're going to eat for lunch. It stresses them out. What am I going to wear today? You know, what, what should I have for dinner? What should I have for lunch? Completely stresses them out. What happens when you have to make a business decision that's actually of great of, of importance to determine whether or not you get paid? You can't decide what you want to eat, but you, you think you're competent enough and you think you know you can just wake up and make high-level decisions like that. Like you have to build your way into being able to make, you know, being more decisive, you know, having more clarity, having more focus, having, you know, you know, being more disciplined. I mean, I, I pride myself on extreme discipline. I don't I don't drink or smoke. How, you know, if, if other people drink or smoke and you know, it's, it's cool for them, but it's just like people say that they want to do a certain thing in life and then they underestimate what it takes to actually get there. And then they complain as to why they aren't there. Yep. And, and it just doesn't make sense. But like, look, look at your habits, look at what you do, yep. look at, look at your habits and look at what you do. And, and that's going to ultimately, you know, show you the project, you know, <laughs> your future. It's essentially. What you said right there is very powerful because I think it was my basketball coach that told me, and I tell these guys all the time, you think I'm crazy when I say this, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm, I agree. 
if you if you're like, oh, I'm a half-ass this, I'm a half-ass that. If that is your nature, whether you like it or not, when times get rough, you revert back to the me. And if that's who you are at your core, that's who you're always going to be. So, like I, like you said, I don't knock anybody that smokes or drink. I have a glass of wine, you know, socially every now and then. But again, I keep rem reminding myself of that. It's like how you do anything is how you're going to do everything. So if you give something 110%, even when nobody's looking, when everybody's looking, that's going to be who you are. You're not putting on a facade because you can only inspire somebody for so long. The motivation has to come from within. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, and, and, and just adding on top of that, it's like the only part that people see is the 110% that you get publicly. You know, nobody recognizes everything else. Yeah. I, it, what is 20, it's 2021. I don't even know what year it is. <laughs> 2021. Um, and I want to say I, I went, I went into Texas Tech in 2015. I, for the longest I can remember, um, you know, since then, I wake up every morning between 4.30 and 6 a.m. Every fucking morning, Monday through Sunday. I, I, I just do that. I, I like it. It works for me. I do it. A lot of people can't do one. A lot of people can't wake up at the same time every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they can't, they have no habits, you know, can't build discipline in anything. And to think that you're just going to magically create a business that's going to be prosperous and glamorous and, and give you your dream life is complete delusion. You know, yeah. I wake up at a particular time every day. I have a certain, I have things that I do and things that I don't do, um, but because it's necessary. It's not even like, you know, a lot of people say, uh, here's, here's what I get a lot of the times. You're too extreme. Learn to live a little, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, wow. okay, nice. says the one who, you know, like, you know, it, it's like, don't get me wrong. There is the approach to like, look, enjoy your life. But at the same time, everybody has a different idea of what success is success isn't this for relatively people want to be able to take care of their family live in a nice place travel and have some money that's that's relatively and generally the idea of success for most people and then you know people get more specific i want to go here i want to drive this you know i want to have this you know girls want you know you know birkin bags like that's what gets you <laughs> excessive you know all that shit you know but it's just like hey the reality the common denominator across the board is it requires money it requires money. It requires resources. And the goal becomes, how do you accumulate, you know, that, how do you, how do you, you know, get that? And I, I see my goals as I haven't met. I have, I think I've barely met 5% of my goals. Yep. Um, and so to me, it's just like, I take an extreme approach because like, look, I, like you're telling me I need to live a little, but based on what I want to do, this is what's necessary. You live a little, if that's what you want to do. If, if, if what I've accomplished so far is your idea for success, then when you get to this point, you live a little, but yeah. don't tell me how to live yeah. you know, because you don't know where I'm trying to go to. That's so yep. that's so and I think just having that mindset, right? You're 24, right? It's, yeah. it's anything's possible. And I think highlighting the key to success is really just consistency, building good habits, which then build small outcomes, which then compounds, right? And translate to building a successful, you know, eight figure enterprise like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, it, it, everything is consistency. I mean, like I said, people can't wake up at the same time every single day, you know, they show up to work at different times every single day. You know, they're supposed to be at work at nine. Sometimes they show up at eight fifty-five. Sometimes they show up at nine Oh seven. Sometimes they show up at nine fifteen. You know, they, they can't do, like, they can't be consistent in anything, you know? Um, and, and then they wonder why they get so frustrated with the world, with themselves, with their family, because they aren't where they want to be in life. You know, people are at point A, including myself, and we're all trying to get to point B, whatever point B is, 
And, and we have to figure out, hey, like how do we build a bridge to go from point A to point B? Well, the fastest way from point A to point B is in a, in a direct line and in a, in a very straightforward approach. Yeah. And I take an extreme approach to everything because I want to go there as quickly as possible, as fast as possible. You know, people say that, you know, entrepreneurship is about the journey. I give two shits about the journey. I want to get to where I'm trying to go to. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. You know, I, I, you know, people like, you know, it's about the journey. It's about the journey. I'm like, who gives a, I, like, when you're on a road trip, yeah, you may see some mountains and, and the sunset, but bro, you're trying to get to where you're trying to go to. Now, fuck all that. <laughs> like, I mean, you're just being real, you know, like, you know, so like, yeah, I, I learned things along the way, but the idea of the journey is to get to where I'm trying to go and not be so caught up on the journey, which is why I don't stop and smell the rose. I'm like, I can do it. I can acknowledge where I am, you know, thus far in my career, but I'm trying to get to where I'm trying to go to. And then, you know, I can enjoy everything and live life a little, but based on how I define success, I'm not there yet. And I don't have the patience. I don't have the time. And I frankly don't see why I need to uh, enjoy my life because the reality of me enjoying my life is like, look, I am enjoying my life. I do what I want to do every single day. You know, if anybody doesn't enjoy their life, it's you. You know, every day you're complaining on Instagram or on Twitter about, you know, you're making somebody else rich and doing this and that. Well, you know, put yourself in a position to be in control. Because if I wake up, I decide when I wake up. I decide what I do. I decide where I go. I decide what I wear. I decide what, what I eat and where I live. Mm. My life is completely controlled by me. Mm. But I've put myself in this position over the course of years. And now, you know, I'm, I'm recognized. Mama mentality, job's not finished. <laughs> job's not finished. <laughs> like Kobe said, you know, job's not finished. I love that. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, you can't have that harsh conversation with themselves. And a lot of people, you know, say things you know, to, to help ease up the process. Like, I just need to be happy. I just need to enjoy my life. I just, you know, people ask me all the time, well, you know, making money doesn't make you happy. Well, one, those two terms aren't even correlated because you have unhappy rich people and unhappy broke people, just like you have unhappy broke people and happy broke people. Like, it, it, it's no basis of comparison, but I do know this, you know, you know, money may, may not be everything, but it pays for everything, you know? And right, if right. somebody's going to be unhappy, better be rich as fuck. You know, it's, it's no point in being unhappy and broke. You're going to be unhappy and be rich. And why? Because you can, I'd rather be unhappy on a jet than unhappy, you know, at McDonald's. You know, wherever, wherever. Back to McDonald's. Full circle, full circle. <laughs> full circle, full circle, you know. You know, I don't eat McDonald's no more. You know, and frankly, I'm glad my mom, you know, always said you ain't got a McDonald's. I shouldn't have been eating that in the first place. But the point <laughs> is, you know, people try to associate happiness with money as if they're a basis of comparison, you know. Like, so when I'm asked, am I, am I happy? Like, are you, like, like, you do all this stuff, but are you happy? I'm like, happy is relative. You know, when we get a present on Christmas, we're happy in the moment. And then after we play with it for a couple of days, it goes down until something else, you know, makes us happy again. It's, it's relative and it's, and, it's, and it's based on whether or not we want to be, you know, where, where, where we are in life. And that's relatively the definition of happiness. It's like, hey, when people get to where they want to get to in life, then they'll be happy but most people have come to the actual you know mental decision i am never going to achieve this so i need to settle now and just be happy now because over the next 10 years i'm going to be depressed and sad because i'm not going to actually get to where i want to go to in life and so now i have to settle and say be happy be happy be happy because i've already you know told myself i'm not going to get to where i want to get to yeah yeah no, that is you that is wow that is very very enlightening stuff and thank you for sharing your story with us 
and you know it's it's we've spoken about the entrepreneurial journey from the personal standpoint and one of the you know value propositions we bring and in our discussion with you earlier you're very keen on is mentorship and you know we wouldn't we would, we're a mentorship podcast so these guys want to let me get off easy if i don't ask you this before we get out of here is sure. what's the importance of mentorship whether from the spectrum of the mentorship that you've received or since you've amassed this level of success you paying it forward and mentoring the next generation. Why is that important to you? Um, um, so I have to first, you know, tell you like how I see mentors. I think that mentors sometimes it's a loosely used term because the idea of a mentor is like, look, you know, it's an educator at the end of the day, you know, whether it's a parent, whether it's a, you know, a professor, whether it's a guidance counselor, it's essentially, you know, they all relatively, you know, they all have different titles, but they all relatively do the same thing. They guide and they educate and they, they give advice across the board. And, they're important when it comes to one knowing what it is that you want to do you know people ask guidance counselors ask mentors i'm stuck i don't know what i want to do and it's just like you're trying to get guidance and direction on what you should do with your own life no one can help you with that they they only serve the purpose at 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 very specific levels you know when you have a math teacher an English teacher, a guidance counselor, they serve very different purposes. I'm not gonna ask my guidance counselor, you know, anything about math. When I, when I wanna know stuff about that, I go ask the math teacher. Yeah. And I take the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the idea of mentorship the same way. Like when you're ready for a mentor, you need to go with specifics of what you're trying to do. And then that's gonna help you narrow down who the fuck you should be listening to. Otherwise you listen to anybody and everybody and then you don't do anything because you have way too much information and you don't know how to analyze, interpret, or act on any of it because you're, you're too vague. You know, but when you say, look, this is what I wanna do. This is where I wanna go. This is how much money I wanna make. This is where I wanna be in X period of time. Now, let me narrow that down on Google. Let me narrow that, that down with everybody around me to see who's closely, you know, who's, who's most close to that position. And then that's the person that I listen to. And then when I go to them, I go with open ears, I go with an open mind yeah. and go, knowing that, look, hey, this person is here and I'm here. So I need to put myself in a, in a, in a student seat and learn and listen. So, you know, that, that's, that's how I do that. You know, when, when, when people often seek out mentors, they do so. And they don't even know like, look, you know, no mentor can tell you what to do with your life or your business. You have to, you have to know that coming to them and then they can provide additional direction and guidance um, to you. So, um, I, 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 I pride myself on, you know, wanting to give back and wanting to help others. Uh, but I can only help people one who, who, who want to be helped and who want to help themselves. Yep. I can't, I, I, if I could help as, if I can help everybody, I would help everybody. But the reality of it is, is everybody aren't ready for the help that they're asking for because hmm. yep. they can't get out of their own way. You know, I, people come to me all the time and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving them free game, you know, free knowledge, you know, free insight and, and, and every, on everything that they're asking. But, you know, then they say like, you know, but you know, I don't, it, they, they start questioning what I'm giving them. Like, look, well, first of all, you came to me. First of all, you came to me. And two, you know, for the most part, you know, I have a pretty dope life. So, you know, for you to tell me that, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, again, you came to me, you know, I didn't come to you, you came to me. And so if I'm going to give you my time, you know, at least come with an open mind and come with open ears. Otherwise, everything I'm saying is falling on deaf ears. And that shows me you aren't even ready to put yourself in the position in life that you, you know, you want to be in. Yep. No, that's, that's powerful. Right. And I think for everyone watching, right. The, I think the premise of this, this interview or this, this conversation is 
know, just go out there and do it, right? There's nothing special. Anyone can be successful. You just got to be consistent, yeah. build the right habits and put in the work, right? Really, that's it. But 100%. this is great conversation, fans. We appreciate your story. Like, it's really intriguing, really like, just inspiring. inspiring. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, we'll wrap it up. You know, we try to keep this. I, I definitely think we went over because it was a great conversation. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, hey. That was a hey, great man, talk, man. Great. So, you know, everyone talk. watching, you know, make sure you like and subscribe. You know, we, we'll drop Vince's Instagram. Make sure you follow him. You know, he's definitely all about giving back. You know, you, you guys know sure. what we're all about. But, you know, appreciate it. And thank you for joining in, everyone. Thank you, Vance. Appreciate you guys for having me on. Uh, you know, uh, what I'm going to do in addition to this, uh, I have a, a ton of buddies, you know, who, who would love to, you know, be able to nice. you know, share their game in, in all sorts of industries. So, guys, remember, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, some, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment. I'll leave a review for these guys. But appreciate you guys having me on. Blessings to you, brothers. Uh, and uh, look forward to connecting with you guys soon. All right. Yes, Tag you in. Peace.